Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the end of the 24th week after Pentecost. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. And now, we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 24. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to look for David and his men in the direction of the rocks of the wild goats. He came to the sheepfolds beside the road where there was a cave, And Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. When the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it seems good to you. Then David went and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's cloak. Afterward, David was stricken to the heart because he had cut off a corner of Saul's cloak. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to raise my hand against him, for he is the Lord's anointed. So David scolded his men severely and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul got up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterwards, David also rose up and went out of the cave and called after Saul, My Lord the King! And Saul looked behind him. David bowed with his face to the ground and did obeisance. David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of those who say, David seeks to do you harm? This very day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you into my hand in the cave, and some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not raise my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your cloak in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your cloak and did not kill you, you may know for certain that there is no wrong or treason in my hands, 
I have not sinned against you, though you are hunting me to take my life. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the ancient proverb says, Out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A single flea? May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you. May he see to it and plead my cause and vindicate me against you. When David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. Today you have explained how you have dealt well with me, and in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For who has ever found an enemy and sent the enemy safely away? So may the Lord reward you with a good for what you have done to me this day. Now I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord, that you will not cut off my descendants after me, and that you will not wipe out my name from my father's house. So David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home. But David and his men went up to the stronghold. The word of the Lord. Just like that, the Lord delivers Saul right into David's hands. The madman who has pursued him and slaughtered those who dared to give him comfort is there to cut off, to humiliate, and to finally kill. Freedom seems very, very close. We had reflected earlier how David's loyalty to Saul actually showed his righteousness. and At the same time, that David is destined to be king in succeeding Saul. So there is always this conflict, always this temptation for David to save himself and seize the throne with one stroke of the sword, especially now that Saul has vowed to hunt down and kill David. Yet if David does kill Saul, he will show himself disloyal and faithful to the king and to any vows or agreements that may have bound the two of them together. After all, he is also the king's son-in-law. When he kills Saul, David would be guilty and found to be unrighteous. It is hesed, steadfast love, covenant love and faithfulness that show us that the God that we serve is a God of love and mercy, a God of God's word. That is the Lord's heart. And in this moment in the cave, surrounded by his friends who say to him that the Lord has finally delivered Saul into his hands, David comes dangerously close to crossing the line. But David once again shows that he is a man after God's own heart. David will be king, but his throne will not be established by killing Saul. He might as well come out of the cave and confront Saul with what he has learned about himself. When he does emerge from the cave, David and Saul speak to each other as if they were on trial before the Lord. David calls the Lord to witness between the two of them and pleads his case. Saul is found in the wrong. He acknowledges his evil 
he asked David for mercy. Saul at last speaks what more and more people are beginning to realize. David is going to be the king. The Lord has chosen him, the Lord has anointed him, and David has remained faithful in all things. David is the better man. So while Saul now steps aside to give David the throne, he asks for mercy for himself and for his house. He asks for the privilege to return to his own house, to his family, to the land that his father uh, had uh, given him to take his place among the leaders of the tribe of Benjamin. David gives Saul his word and safe passage. The agreement is struck. This chapter is striking in so many ways. First, the heartbreaking tragedy of Saul, the loving kindness of David, the slow and gracious work of the Lord through all of these things. But it struck me especially because there are, there seem to be so many in our country today who claim the name of Jesus, who will stoop to all kinds of evil and violence to advance their agenda and exert their own power. David gives us an example of faith in action. Now, David is not passively waiting around to be king. He knows God's promise. He knows the anointing. And in this time, he is uh, consolidating uh, power and allies uh, around him. But at the same time, he recognizes that how this all ultimately plays out is the Lord's doing. It is not for David to strike the decisive blow. But it is for David to remain true and faithful to the Lord and the Lord's commandments, to show loving kindness and mercy in all things, to act as the king that God has raised him up to be, a king filled with the Spirit of the Lord, a king acting after God's own heart. After all, what would it profit David to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Power is never the goal. Since the Lord is king over all of the earth, faithfulness to God in all things, love of God and love of neighbor, and God will do what God will do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. You, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. 
Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.